Algar Productions. Algar Productions. So you're telling us that this entire town and everyone even tangentially connected to it were all created as an interconnected, an interconnected world, world of, of comedy, comedy sketches, sketches, radio plays, and, and serials? Right, exactly. That may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Stupider than two cows that speak and understand perfect English? Yeah, actually, you're the first human who's ever been able to understand us. Yeah, that development really ruined his recent presidential run. Oh, yeah, thanks for reminding us all of that humiliation. You ran for president? Sure, there's no law in the books that says a cow can't be president. I'm pretty sure the Constitution... No, we checked. Nothing about cows. Nevertheless, I think we can all agree that everything turned out okay on that front, even without my help. So you think we're all just fictional characters on some kind of sarcastic voyage? Why don't you leave the meta stuff up to me, Mr. Cow? We're bulls, actually, and we have names. He's Kevin, and my name is Angus. Yeah, I know all of that. I, I read your names in the credits at the end of the last episode. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! What... What are you... Yo, what's going on there, buddy? I was trying to do the universal gesture for this kid's lost his marbles. Oh, you mean where you rotate your index finger in a circle next to your head? Right, yes, that one. But you don't have a... I know. Yeah, I, I mean, how did you even intend to... I don't know, okay? I didn't really think it out ahead of time. And you thought you were qualified to run this country? Oh, snap! Don't... Don't... Don't ever say that again. You got burned, son. Wait, it... Is he your son? No. Well, I mean, I don't think he is. To be completely honest, I've never been entirely clear on what our relationship is. <sighs> this is all extremely fascinating, really, but I should probably get the show started now. Yeah, you do you, crazy. Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Jason Wallace as Clegg Jorgensen. Jason Wallace. And for that matter, who's Clegg Jorgensen? Is that how you pronounce those O's with the slashes through them? I wish people would just speak American. I know you do, honey. I was about to tell you, and the listeners, who Clegg Jorgensen is. Do you want us to sit down for this? Yeah, because, uh, really, we prefer to stand. It's pretty much our default position. Actually, I'm not 100% sure we can sit. Just listen, or don't. I have a story to tell here. <clears throat> Alright, so... Back in Season 1, we met a woman named Zizix Jones. Zizix began her life as Agnes Jorgensen, daughter of humble corn farmers. I covered all of this in the recent Between Seasons bonus episode, The Story So Far, so I won't bother rehashing all of that again here. Yeah, you tell them. People put a lot of work into this thing. They should pay attention. Zizix, nay Agnes, was keen to escape her agricultural roots and seek her fortune in the high-stakes world of international cosmetics. But what she didn't realize before her untimely death was that some members of the Jorgensen clan had gotten there long before her. Did you see that? Security didn't even stop us. Pathetic. Daddy... I have something I need to tell you. In a minute, Abyssus, honey. I'm trying to make a point here. This is important, Daddy. So's this. I spent over 30 years in exile, and when I finally returned to claim my birthright, I can apparently just waltz right into the joint, unchallenged. It's just... Mind you, a man doesn't waltz. A man never waltzes. A nice, sultry 
Dango, with a willing and capable partner on the other hand. I really need you. And we should, by rights, be having this conversation in an elevator. But this building is only three stories. You can't have a decent chat with your daughter on a three-story elevator trip. What I have to tell you is... I mean, you could stop the elevator to prolong the experience, but that just inconveniences everyone else. And we're not here to inconvenience anyone. Except the fellow who runs the place, I suppose. Daddy, I'm dating that man's son. I beg your pardon? Jad Cortland, the head of this cosmetics company. Current head? It is, after all, my... Your birthright, I know, Daddy. I've been dating Jad's son, Lojack. Well, I suppose that may complicate things. I don't care. Our love is pure, Daddy. It's pure and it's true and it's written in the stars. Like Romeo and Juliet, our parents may disapprove of our union. I never said anything about disapproving. You're nearly an adult, capable of making your own decisions. Not my property. It's not up to me who you date. I love Lojack Corlin and I don't care who knows. Good for you, sweetie. Now, where was I? Oh, right. Look at me. Are you looking at me? Hibiscus, honey, why are you crying? I just love him so much. Yes, we've covered that, dear. And you can go on loving him, if you'd like. Right now, though, your father's about to engage in a very important business deal, and I'd like to continue teaching you the family business. Now look at me. I'm looking. What do you see? I see you, the thing you told me to look at. That's right. But more importantly, you see a carefully cultivated image. Armani blazer over a half-buttoned silk shirt with the collar popped. Several days of stubble. A confident gaze that defiantly meets yours whenever you're not sure where to look, challenging you to look away and prove you're the weaker man. I'm not sure that look would work for me, Daddy. No, of course it wouldn't. This is what a confident 60-something alpha male looks like. Rugged. Masculine. Like a glass of scotch with legs. A real G-filth, as the kids might say. Oh, God. Now here's Cortland's office. Watch and learn. Who the hell let you in here? Mr. Cortland, I am Clegg Jorgensen. This is my daughter, Hibiscus. I'm dating your son and you can't stop me. Okay. Hibiscus, sweetie, we talked about this. That's not actually the reason we're here, Mr. Cortland. We're here to discuss my birthright. You're what now? My God, what happened to your voice? A lifetime of stress smoking led me to needing a voice synthesizer. Yes, but why does it sound... Because my idiot son... Don't you dare refer to my Lojack in that fashion. We're in love. That's fine, but he still set the thing to auto-tune somehow, and I don't know how to turn it off now. As you might expect, it's a bit hard to be taken seriously when you sound like this. The way you've been running this company for the past 30 years can't help either. I beg your pardon. I'll cut right to the chase. A company like Zizix Cosmetics should have a patriarch at the helm. And you're not much of a patriarch, son. Hey, don't call me that. I'm not your son. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. When you're a patriarch, everyone is your son. <coughs> or daughter. Quite right, Hibiscus Honey. Being a patriarch doesn't necessarily mean you're part of the patriarchy. Who are you? I'm Clegg Jorgensen. Agnes Jorgensen, a.k.a. Zizix Jones, a.k.a. your stepmother, a.k.a. the original owner of this company, was my niece. Okay. By legal right, this company should be mine. Who 
the hell have you been for the last 30 years? I was exiled. To France. What does that even mean? It means that you've been allowed to run this company into the ground for long enough. Your petty feud with St. Corby's soap. St. Corby. Right, them. Daddy, do you need me here for this? Because I'd much rather be with my true love right now. I mean, I was hoping you'd pick up a few pointers while I... You can't keep me from him. Sure, all right. Go on. Kids, am I right? Don't change the subject, Cortland. I'm here to declare my intention to seize this company from you. I don't know how you've managed to stay in business all these years when your mission statement literally just says destroy St. Corby's soap. Spite is a wonderful motivator. But enough is enough. I have a plan to put Zizix Cosmetics back on the map and take it into the 21st century. Okay, first of all, take a look at this map. We actually take up more real estate in this town than any other company, even them. Second, I've kept us in the black for the entirety of the 21st century so far. I'm not sure we need This some. company is my birthright, and you can't keep a man from his birthright. I right, tell you what, Ben. In the interest of not prolonging whatever it is you're trying to do here, I'll set you up with an office. That's a start. But it must be paneled in dark wood. Oak or cherry. A humidor is essential. And room for my considerable brandy supply. Who are you? Son, I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> now, my worst nightmare is the standard being in school on test day in your underwear dream. Only it's a public school. <laughs> there you are, Lojack, my love. Lojack, it's me. I assume you were listening to very sad music in my absence, but I've returned to our special place here by the river. So you can turn the music off now and we can resume our forbidden embrace. Lojack! This is what passes for an office around here? Listen, I could have had you thrown out on your rugged ass. Be thankful you're getting this. I will not be talked to in this way. Lucky for me that what I'm doing is not technically talking then. Now against my better judgment, I'm going to walk down to HR and get some paperwork started on hiring you. While I'm gone, see if you can come up with something. Anything you might be able to contribute to this company. My birthright is... Yeah, uh-huh, 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 we covered that. It's not really a job as such, just, um, think about it, okay? I'll be back. Lousy punk. I mean, he's in his 40s, but punk is a state of mind, not... Yes? Mr. Jorgensen? Speaking, and you are... Saltless O'Halloran, sir. I'm here to help. Did Cortland send you down here? Because I don't have the patience for- No, sir. I've been trying to reach you since you arrived in town, actually. I'm here to help you take over Zizix Cosmetics. Go on. It is your birthright, after all. Finally, someone who gets it. So are you a corporate lawyer, or- I sure am. Outstanding. So what do you have in mind? Blackmail him with a sex tape? Seduce the board members individually? Then call a vote to oust him? Some other sex-related thing? My best work tends to be in either the boardroom or the bedroom. So if we can come up with some combination of both... You just leave it all to me. By the end of the day, this company will be yours! Fantastic. Lojack, my love. I don't know if you can hear me. And if you can, I don't understand why you won't acknowledge me. I do know this. 
Our romance has been locked into a fatal, irreversible course since the first day we met, and I fear that its inevitable conclusion may finally be upon us now. We're destined to be together, my sweet Lojack, but fate will simply not allow it. And that horrible, cruel irony leads us to only one possible outcome. Goodbye, my love. May our souls, wherever they may end up, find one another again in its next life. Mm. Oh god, cold, cold. This water is very cold. Wait, somebody say something? Over there, I can put the framed photo of me shaking hands with Frank Sinatra. Now there was a real man's man if I ever met one. And I did. It was the old chairman of the board himself. Come in. Mr. Jorgensen? That's right, I'm Clegg Jorgensen. And who might you be, my dear? I might be. No, I definitely am. Gondola Vanderbork. I am, well, I was, Mr. Cortland's assistant. Oh, you were? And when did that change? About ten minutes ago, when he was found dead in his office. Wait, what? Stabbed to death. Repeatedly. My God. I wanted the man gone, but I never wanted him... You don't seem all that broken up about it. Hmm, it was probably the serial killer. We're all kind of relieved, honestly. Because this probably takes the pressure off. Now that he's killed someone here at Zizix, his profile suggests he'll strike someplace else next time. Also, Jad was kind of an asshole. That's as may be, but he didn't deserve to... How did you say he died? Stabbed. Right. To death. Right. Repeatedly. I got it. Anyway, now that you're in charge of the company, I suppose I'm your personal assistant now. I suppose you are. So is there anything I can do? Yes. Mr. Jorgensen, a word, please? Excuse me for a moment, won't you, dear? Sure thing. If you need me, I'm right on the other end of this intercom. You know how to use the intercom, don't you? I'm not sure that I... Just press the red button, dial my extension, and speak. What a nice girl! What the hell happened? What do you mean? I mean, you left this room about an hour ago, promising to help me take over this company. It's your birthright! Yes, right, birthright, right. And now I'm hearing that Chad Cortland has been stabbed to death? Repeatedly! Miss O'Hallahan, I want you to listen very closely to this very important question I'm about to ask you. I'm all ears! Did you kill Chad Cortland? your intercom. I know it's my intercom, but I... And now your cell phone is ringing. <sighs> Hello? Mr. Jorgensen, did you forget how to use the intercom? Because I'd be happy to explain it to you again. No, I'm just... Sir, I received a call regarding your daughter, Hibiscus. Go on. Well, it appears that she's jumped into the river. Oh, God. It was a very shallow part of the river. She's fine. In fact, she's the one who just called. She needs a dry set of clothes. <sighs> All right. I'll... I'll take care of that in a minute. Thank you. Now then, Miss O'Halla... Where the hell did she go? Wait, so that's it? That's the entire story? Apparently. I don't write this stuff. But who killed Jad Cortland? Yeah, 
Is that lawyer chick the serial killer, or...? I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm supposed to know yet. Oh, good. A mystery. Who doesn't love a mystery? Right here. We're... Were you trying to gesture to yourself just now? We still don't have hands, buddy. I know, all right? Shut up. Ah, Jesus. Ah, what? What is it? It's a ghost. Can't you see it? Uh, no? Who are you talking to? Are you kidding me? Your handicaps actually follow you to the afterlife? Oh, sure. We established that in the sketch way back in 2014. Seriously, who are you talking to? It's Jad Cortland. He's here. I know I'm here. Who are you talking to? These talking cows. Do you realize how ridiculous you sound right now? Well, first of all, consider yourself fortunate that I've dropped the tortured millennial slang shtick I had a few episodes ago. That was ridiculous. Some might even go as far as to say redonkulous. And second, I refuse to participate in what is obviously about to turn into a tired old vaudeville routine. Who are you, who are you talking, talking to? to? No one. I'm leaving. And now who am I supposed to his rump roast? Scene-ending punchlines work better if you're not talking over each other. Okay, so the highway is that way, and... Wait, I don't remember seeing this metal hatch in the ground before. Unless... Is this from way back in early season one when that MUCUS scientist was working in a secret lab down here? <clears throat> oh, it's, it's really dark down here. I, I wonder... Uh... Oh, God! Oh, bright, very bright. Whoa! You! Shall we begin? Uh, begin what? Oh, my apologies. I just assumed that that was implied. I meant your torture. Episode 28 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Tron Sehedegehente, Terry Drozdak as Gondola Vanderbork, Brian Lynch as Jad Cortland, Matt Rabotham as Kevin the Cow, Amanda Smith as Saltness O'Hallorhan, Sabrina Snyder as Hibiscus Jorgensen, Jason Wallace as Clegg Jorgensen, and Ron Algarwat as Angus the Gow and Lojack Cortland. It was written by Ron Algarwat and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2017. Saint Corby. Saint Corby. Saint Corby. Saint Corby. Saint Corby. Saint Corby. Bobby Newport. <laughs>